two brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. This is the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Commissioner, reigning Dynasty League champion. Sean, my name is Sean. I'm joined tonight by Connor, who's drinking a flavored water. Waterloo strawberry. Sounds awful. Um, joined by him. He's the manager of the FFT in the Dynasty League and Broncos Country. Fall off your horse in the D1 League. Uh, Connor, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Happy belated birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. For those of you who didn't know, it was Sunday. You are 39 now. Same age as, as our Lord and Savior when he uh, passed on. Is this, what are you trying to say? Uh, I went to the chiropractor on Monday. Back's feeling pretty good today. Did you get like a, like a birthday special? No, no. Uh, he wasn't very attractive. Hey, whatever. And uh, I don't like to follow the lead of Deshaun Watson. Um, I'd also like to say in, in D1, I am uh, fourth in the in that league. So not fall mm. off the horse. Congrats. But, but stay on it. So You know who's second in the league? I'm going to guess it's you. I think you're right. You are second place. Congratulations. And I, yep. Um, did you see how many how many points Katie has? Yeah, she was like twenty points less than you, but she only I think she's yeah she's the sixth highest scoring team in the league, and she's right. five and zero. Oh. Her points we'll against she she has the lowest points against. Anyways, welcome. Big trades in D one. We'll get to D one. Uh, we'll get to Dynasty Dynasty first, and then D one. Uh, I was gonna say big something. trade in Dynasty too. Huge, huge, huge. You have to wait to, you have to stay here and listen to find out what it is. Tune in. Tune in. I don't remember what else I was going to say, but it was important. I think you guys talked about full dynasty recap. Uh, yeah. D1, D2, pirate, and then wrap it up with some bad jokes. Uh, small, I'm probably going to do a small smack talk segment tonight. Oh. Got something I need to get off my mind. Feeling spicy. But first, let's do this. Weekly review. The week five weekly review for the Dynasty League. I'll go first with the matchup of the three and one warmest regards against the two and two Jamar Rule. Mm. This one really came down to it on Monday night, Connor. The regards were down 56 points going into Monday night football. 27% chance to win, according to the sleeper app. I did have Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Adams going, and I pulled out the victory 
winning by 12 points. So down from down 56 to winning by 12, 206 to 195. Warmister guards moved to four and one. MVP for the Warmister guards. Uh, Mahomes was the top scorer, but the MVP is Devontae Adams. Because Ooh, the moment you're a terrible person. The moment, the moment he caught his second touchdown pass is the moment I won the matchup. The bomb, the running 50-yard launch from Derek Carr into the hands of Devontae Adams over two defenders. He only had three catches, and two of them were 40-plus-yard touchdowns. He finished with 124 yards, 29.4 fantasy points, and as the RB4 on the week. Um, Fun note for you, Connor. He was the RB4. This isn't a fun note. This is you just bragging. He is – or was the RB4 behind uh, someone I will mention in a moment, Justin Jefferson, who's on my team, and Tyler Lockett, who's also on my team. I'm going to mention the number one person in a moment, is what I'm saying. (laughs) But I had three of the top four scoring wide receivers on the week. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Least valuable player for the regards is, I basically said this would happen last week. You may recall, Connor, but of course, the LVP had to be Hawkinson after what he did last week. The Pats shut down the Lions and Hawk had one catch on four targets for six yards. If you're keeping track at home, that's 1.6 points. Because of last week, he is still a top five tight end on the season. I mean, would it kill you just to take that 40 points and spread it over like three weeks, maybe? 15 points a week. I literally have no weeks. sympathy for you. You're just bragging about how you had four, three of the top four wide receivers <laughs> and you scored over 200 points. So, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, tight ends I, are rough. I, I literally feel rough. zero for you. Well, you should. You should feel more pain for Jake and Jamar Rule. Um, not only did he lose his namesake this week, Matt Rule the coach of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost the matchup and is now two and three. His MVP, however, was the number one wide receiver on the week. Told you I'd mention him in a minute. Gabe Davis started off the United States scoring on the weekend. 98-yard touchdown catch after Buffalo muffed the opening kickoff. He finished with only three catches on six targets for 174 yards and two touchdowns. And almost had his third touchdown if it wasn't for a defensive pass interference that kept him from catching that third one. The least valuable player for Jamar Rule is Elijah Moore. He just can't seem to find a groove, or maybe the Jets' offense doesn't really have a groove. I mean, they did score 40 points this week. But though he has been disappointing most of the season, this was his worst fantasy performance with only 2.1 points on one catch for 11 yards. He is now the wide receiver, 55. 55! On the season, that's total points. I don't have the drop for 55. I think that would be uh, some type of plagiarism or something. No, I mean, it's uh, it's a song. It's Sammy Hagar. Okay. Um, you. see. Yeah, let's see. Well, I really don't want to do this one first, but we're going to because this was supposed to be the closest one. 
of the week. And it was the two and two fantasy football team versus the two and two Dirty South Spartans. The fantasy football team hung a big turd, and the Dirty South Spartans hang won turd? by almost 40. You drop a turd? For the Dirty South Spartans, their MVP. Sorry, the spoken water is giving me the burps. Uh, the MVP, though, Braxton Berrios is. 14 and a half points on one carry and one catch is pretty impressive. It's got to go to the QB six on the season on the year. And then QB three on the week, Geno Smith. We might just have to legitimately agree that Geno Smith is going to be a solid QB this year. He was 16 to 25. The turf's going to drop at some point. Only 200. If it's hanging, it will. <laughs> only 16 to 20 only 268 yards but had three touchdowns and two of his completions were uh 40 yards for those two extra points to get her get him over 32 points least valuable valuable player he can only keep it up for so long touchdowns will only come so many times ceh is the least valuable player just told 35 total yards on nine carries and three catches Ended up being RB 49 on the week. Um, before we go to the, to the fantasy football team, uh, got a sick baby. So if I dip, you're going to go solo. Solo. Um, fantasy football team for my fantasy football team. Man, Most valuable player. There's literally only two people that did better than what their projection said. It's an easy decision. Almost 30%, almost 30% of my team's points this week. Fantasy football team's MVP, MVP goes to Brees Hall with his best performance of the year, 197 yards on 18 carries and just two catches. So, 100 yards. He was the RB4 on the week and likely the RB1 on the week had he actually scored the two touchdowns that he fell at the one-yard line. Basically, gift wrap, gift wrapping two touchdowns to Michael Carter. The least valuable player for the FFT, uh, besides Brees Hall and Nico Collins, who wasn't the LVP, unfortunately, uh, I will have to go with Jared Goff. Connor will have to go with Jared Goff. Back to his normal play. Uh, as we mentioned, at some point the turds are going to drop, and Jared Goff's turd dropped in week six. Only 229 yards, no touchdowns, a fumble loss, and an INT. I believe the fumble maybe was returned for a touchdown. Good for them. He is still a QB7 on the on the season, which is impressive. An honorable mention goes to Gerald Everett, who had one catch for two yards. And then uh, we want to mention, Connor wants to mention Brandon Cooks, who has just not produced this year. I mean, it's Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills Mafia. The next matchup we'll talk about is back to the Nompton division. Another good matchup. Between the Nompton Bulldogs and Soldier Fields, who both came into week six at week five, excuse me, at two and two. With Soldier Fields down 31 points headed into Monday Night Football, only an 11% chance to win. But they did have Derek Carr playing. Derek Carr came up about nine points short of pulling out the victory. So the Nompton Bulldogs get the win 143 and a half to 136. Bulldogs to three and two, Soldier Fields to two and three. The Bulldogs, for their MVP, they had three choices Dalvin, Derek, and Cooper. 
Now, these three accounted for 58%. Again, we start 11, 58% of their week five score. The MVP of the week is Derrick Henry, however, because he is definitely transforming into the Yeti with back-to-back 25-point performances. He's now the RB5 in total points on the season, headed into their bye week in week six. Unfortunately, they have – it is a good – well, I was going to ask Connor this, but sick babies, I guess. Is it a good or bad thing for Henry that the bye week is this early? I can see it's good because any nicks and dings that he has get healed up. But with someone like him, you kind of want the back half uh, bye week. I don't know. Could be a good thing that you have all the cold weather coming and don't have to take a bye. He'll just get in a groove and keep putting out 25 points a week. That'd be cool. As long as he's not playing me. The least valuable player for the Bulldogs is Dalton Schultz to me. It is going to be hard for David to put this guy back in the lineup until he shows he can produce. He did have a lot of hype coming into the season, uh, especially after last year when was Blake Jarwin went down and Dalton Schultz stepped up and was a solid producer each week. He's done almost nothing this year. Is it a Cooper Rush problem? I guess we'll find out whenever Dak makes it back, but uh, Cooper Rush is playing again in week six. This week he had this week Dalton Schultz had zero points for the second week in a row. Yikes, that does not help. Soldier Fields lost the matchup, and their MVP, as you would might expect, is Thick Nick Chubb. He is unarguably one of the best backs in the league and is proving that it can translate to one of the top backs in fantasy football. Again, the Chargers, uh, against the Chargers, he finished with 17 rushes for 134 yards. In case you got your calculator out at home, that's 7.8 yards a carry. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good. And two touchdowns. He is the RB1 in total points by a little over one point. Uh, Connor, do you know who the RB2 is in total points? I don't know because you're not there. Uh, It's still Saquon Barkley, by the way. Least valuable player for the fields is Christian Watson. I think Katrina really believed she was going to get some help from Watson this year. You know, hopefully he was going to be the number one receiver in Green Bay, but he keeps dealing with injuries. And when Rodgers is your QB and relies on trust, it's uh, hard for Watson to get any real chance at producing, especially on a consistent level with the Packers. Hopefully he gets healthy and can find a role on the Packers team sliding over to the science never sleeps division we will look at the matchup between the replacements and the archive the replacements came in at one and three the archive at three and one the archive moved to four and one defeating the replacements 166 to 125 solid victory for the archive and their mvp is awesome Meckler back-to-back weeks of something the archives leading the archives oh being the archives MVP he had 199 total yards and two touchdowns the RB1 on the week and the least valuable player for the archive this week will have to be James Robinson only 5.9 points this week definitely disappointment in a game against the Texans you thought would be a good chance for him to 
a good chance for him to show his skills. He was unable to do that. Another game with not much of a chance for running. I mean, it was a close game against the Texans the whole time. So I don't, you would think it was a decent game script to run the ball, but he just didn't get much opportunities. And ETN got more touches than he did this week. For the replacements, their MVP is, as Connor put, Boomer Sooner, Ramondre Stevenson got a whopping 25 carries, turned that into 161 yards, then added two catches for 14 yards. Did not have a touchdown, but ended with 21.5 points, RB 13 on the week. And if you don't know, Damian Harris is out with a hammy, I believe. It sounds like he's going to miss two, three, four weeks. I don't know. Um, So it's going to be a a really good stretch for Ramondre to show what he has. Uh, Maybe he can lead the replacements to a win or two. The least valuable player uh, is this is a hard one for Connor because he has him in several of his other leagues. It's AJ Dillon. He had just six carries for 34 yards. Boo. He RB 66 on the week. And now the RB 44 on the year really has not done much since week one if we're all being honest. For the last matchup in the Nompton division, it is the Lil Rippers at two and two coming in, facing the Grocery Baggers at one and three, and the Rippers rip it, rip off a a win, 143 to 115. So they move to three and two, heading into interdivisional play in week six. The Little Rippers MVP is Carson Wentz. As Carson goes, so do the Rippers. And again, this was a classic Wentz game with super high highs and low lows. And even though the Commies lost to the Tits, Wentz threw for 359 yards, the most he's thrown for since week five of last season, and two touchdowns. Uh, This was a... This was the good... He also had one interception and three fumbles. That's the bad. Despite the bad, he finished with 23.9 fantasy points, making him a borderline top 12 QB thus far in the season. The LVP for the Rippers is Devontae Parker. After weeks three and four, scoring 22 and 10 points respectively, Parker swooped into week five with a goose egg Now the game script was not necessarily in any pass catcher's favor as the Pats had their third string rookie quarterback playing and they jumped on the Lions early, creating very little reason to throw the ball. However, you never expect a zero on the board from the quote RB uh, wide receiver one of an offense, which some were saying Devontae Parker was or is maybe not with Zappy in the lineup. For the Baggers, MVP is Hayden Hurst. He has been more and more involved each week, and that culminated with a six catches on seven targets for 53 yards and one touchdown in week five. That is 17.3 points. This was enough to be the tight end four on the week before Monday Night Football. I think he finishes the tight end five because, well, we know what Kelsey did. Least valuable player for the Rippers is Khalil Herbert, who finished with 1.1 points. Um, I, too, fell into the trap of thinking Monty would still be banged up, 
and Herbert would get decent touches. And boy, was I wrong. And I'm not sure Eamon cares because Eamon probably liked not having any production in his lineup. So, you know, he's the LVP for most. Maybe he's Eamon's MVP for helping him get another loss. You good? I don't even know. Yeah, she's. Baby's not feeling well. Um, Any future parents out there, it's better to help the wife than not to help the wife. Mm. Solid marriage Um, advice. Yep. Uh, I'll go on. And for Eamon's talk, I don't even think he cares if he wins or loses. Because you got to remember, because remember our, uh, um, for the draft picks, it's based on total points. So that's talking about bench points and starting lineup points. So it's really a whole team thing. Your whole team has to suck for you to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure he's like 100 points worse than everyone else. So I think he's kind of got it locked up. And I assume he's going to keep Kenneth Walker on his uh, taxi squad. For sure. A quick question before you go to your last matchup, which will be the the, uh, In the Name of Science matchup. Mm -hmm. I was talking about Derrick Henry having a week six bye week. Is this good for the Yeti or bad for the Yeti? I think it's early bye week. I think it's good. So he has all winter to just rampage on the field? Exactly. It pushes his games back one more week to be more to get it a little colder in vermont okay so i've heard is like the a little more snow in vermont one it's that and two he gets an early healing up so he gets to recover from any bumps and bruises personally i wish it was around the eight or nine week by uh just so it's like right halfway of the season he can he demolish these many teams he's got that much left but uh, I think I would rather have it here than what it, I think it was week 14 last week or last year or something crazy. Those yeah. those are pointless to me. Like, how does that help the players whatsoever? That sucks for last week of regular season, fantasy regular season, too. If you're that making too. a playoff push, it's going to be tough. Anyways, for the 0-4 versus the 4-0, Dilly Dilly came on top by over 100 points, 229 to 122. Dilla Dilly's MVP, well, obviously it was Monday night, so went to Travis Kelsey, tied in two, 33 and a half points. Oh, but then I scrolled up a little further and then I saw there was Fournette, who was the RB2 with 36.9 points. So that's obviously his MVP, but no, no, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the QB1 with 47.16 points this year. He has now finished, every single week has been in the top five this year josh allen just 31 passes 31 pass attempts to get 424 yards four touchdowns and then added 42 yards on the ground not to mention three of those completions were over 40 yards which helps cancel out that one interception and to make it even worse he didn't even play the whole game he had 86 percent of snaps so he did not play the fourth quarter i don't think exactly wow yeah, that was a uh, because what this is why back startup draft didn't he trade back from the one spot to the three and got Jonathan or Josh Allen? Um, I think so. I think that was that the trade right. with him and Amon. So yeah. Amon traded up to get Patrick Mahomes and look how Amon's team's doing. And then Daily Daily traded back, got more picks, and got Josh Allen in the dig stack. Actually, least valuable players definitely 
should be uh, Conklin since he had a zero. But I think the one that will hurt Dilly Dilly the most and his true least valuable player in his heart is Antonio Gibson. One of the mm-hmm. lowest percentage of snaps in his career, only had 6.9 points. Uh, again, for people that weren't weren't here, this was Gil- Dylan's guy in the draft, um, the startup draft, so two years ago. He, I, I believe he got him at the 201 in a 12-team startup. He thought he was the next CMC. I think it was the 301. So he got Diggs at like the 212 and then Gibson – Something like that. You're right. I think it, I think he got him at the 212 because I remember saying it was in the first, second round and then he got digs. But yes, so uh, just hurts. And I mean, hurts nailing two of, of your top too. two of your first three dynasty picks isn't too bad, right? And and just like I said to you, Sean, I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. <laughs> he scored 230 points on the week, literally over double of what the fantasy football team scores. So I don't feel bad for you, Dylan, whatsoever. I hope you, I hope any Antonio Gibson never does anything again. Whoa. I've got him on Just too many teams for you team. to wish that on him. I don't know why you have him so many teams. That it's, sounds like a you problem. Uh, you want to hear what a, what a me problem is, Connor? Uh, all my teams, 47 and 23 so far this year. It's a 67% win percentage. So he's helped me achieve that. <laughs> pretty good huh i i am more shocked that you have tallied all of them up together but yeah, i did it today I'd say that and i will probably do it t- tonight as well <laughs> just to see where i'm at which i'm definitely not there because some of my teams did straight doo at the beginning anyways for the in the name of the science or the intens not really good uh It'd be better for his INTS yeah. interceptions, but yep. Ittens. Yep. Uh man, Josh Jacobs was looking pretty dang good on Monday night. Yeah, he looks does really that, good. Does that make you uh very happy, very nice? Uh it'd make me more happy if I had him on more teams, but yeah. Hmm. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do at the end of the year with him. If he keeps playing like yeah. this, they might have to pay him. Yeah. If, can they pay him with what they paid Carr and Adams? I don't know. I mean, I guess you can let him walk and try and draft a running back. Hopefully, this. I new mean, they have Zamir White. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's true. He hasn't looked like Josh Jacobs, though. No, nope. well, Josh Jacobs didn't look like Josh Jacobs last year. Well, that's because they yeah. weren't using him right. Whatever. Anyways, twenty-one carries, one hundred fifty-four yards. I believe that's a career high for him. That topped his career high from the week before. In a touchdown, added five catches for 39 yards, which that was surprising to me. I could have, I thought he had way more yards than 39 yards. He, however, Sean, he needed just one more yard, and your Raiders would have gotten a dub. But, but now they're <sighs> that's true. Now they're sitting at one and four. That's okay. Still better than the Broncos. Visually, oh, at because least. they. Oh, okay, right. Um, <laughs> least valuable player is all. I, I put holy Chase Edmonds. This one makes me sad. This is the second year in a row that I was completely wrong on who the RB1 was for Miami <laughs> last year. I, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe Gaskin is the RB1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year, I, th- I thought for sure Gaskin was going to take over that that and be like a high-end RB2 last year. Eh, y'all know how it is now. 
Anyways, one carry, one yard, and didn't catch either of, of his two targets. Um, doesn't feel good. I don't think he's uh, – yeah, technically Miles Gaskin played more snaps than he did. I will say I think that the game obviously didn't go Miami's way, and I think that they had to change the offense pretty significantly when Skylar Thompson came in. Agreed. But I would think that at least like some screens to your running back would do would help they alleviate did that the pain. To Miles Gaskin. <laughs> and the Raheem Mostert. Anyways, that'll wrap it up for the in the name or for the science never sleeps division. I apologize. Uh Dilly Dilly is still on top with the Spartans in second place. Here, let me pull it up so I don't get it get it wrong. What you do? Science never sleeps over. Dilly Dilly is in the first place. I apologize, Will. The archive is four and one in second place. Dirty South Spartans with Katie are three and two. Third, I am in fourth, two and three. Oh wow, we have the whole array. Mm-hmm. On the science oh, wow. sleeps. That's interesting. Uh, Antonio's one and four, and then Ryan in the name of science is zero and five. So we've got five and zero oh, pyramid all the way down to zero oh and five. And the Nompton division is the regards, the Bulldogs, the formerly known Little Rippers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Jamar Rule, Soldier Fields, and the Grocery Baggers. And the projected playoff seeds currently are Dilly Dilly, number one, Warmest Regards, number two. The next three are based on record and then points four. So we'll have the archive at three. Dirty South Spartans at four, Nompton Bulldogs at five, and then the highest scoring team not already in the playoffs will be the sixth seed, and that is Jamar Rule in the sixth seed. Jamar Rule, not David? Nope, Jamar Rule has – well, David makes it based on record. Jamar Rule beats out. Oh, Baxter, gotcha, I see it, I see it. Um. And then for the uh, number one overall pick, it goes uh, – so basically 12th in the league. But number one overall pick will go to Eamon because he's – we haven't got all the official stats up. But uh, Eamon's definitely number one, I believe. Antonio's number two with total points. And then it goes uh, Katrina, Ryan, Baxter, me, or something like that. I don't know. We, we'll get that. We'll get those figured out. Um, let's do so. This was the last week of divisional play. We have bye weeks this week. We have three straight weeks of interdivisional play coming up. That starts in week six. We did, yes, Connor. Uh, do you not want to talk about the free agency ads that we had in our dynasty league? Well, I'm just getting to them. I just wanted to cover some. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I just think they're really important. Housekeeping. Uh, you can you can take us into the free agency ads. There wasn't much that happened. There was a, I mean, big money being spent. <laughs> big money. Get hey, I've, one guy always told me that you you just go get your guys. You know, yep. when you want your guys, it doesn't matter if if someone spends a dollar less than you or or forty two dollars less than you with a zero dollar oh. bid. Uh, Sean, you got your guy. Congratulations, <laughs> you got PJ Walker for forty two dollars. Uh, the next closest bid, actually only one 
I don't know if you call it a bit. There was only one other person that even put a waiver in for him, and it was for zero dollars. Oh, now it's Jake. Um, I might have, uh, I might have big brained myself, overthought it a little bit. Did you go and see who had however many points, and you did like a dollar more than them uh, or something? No, I did think about that, but I thought surely nobody's going to bid the rest of their fab budget on PJ Walker. And you were right. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to play a little bit of keep away. And I was, I apparently was keeping him away from nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I spent 42 fab, $42 redues on PJ Walker. And I now only have 24 remaining. <laughs> well, don't worry because he, he, he gets to play at the Rams and then he, then Tampa Bay comes to town. So it should be easy sailing. If I'm he's not starting pl- for that long. <laughs> In no way did I ever pick him up to play him. That's the worst part about oh, it. Oh, trade bait? Okay, yeah, you might be able to get a couple fab off of him. Uh, no, not even trade bait. Just like the only type of trade bait would have been like keeping him away from teams that needed a quarterback, and now they have to trade with me to get a quarterback. I don't think that's working either. Um, speaking Anyways, of trades. That, yep, it falls right into that. Speaking of trades, we did have one monumentous trade. Monu- monumentous? Monu- mo- monumentous. Mo- momentous? No. Monumentous trade uh, between myself, the Warmest Guards, and the Nompton Bulldogs, David, where I sent David Jacoby Brissett for 2023 third-round pick. Whoa. I mean, it's a 2023 pick, so a third round is basically like a – 2022 first round right yeah and the twitter poll has spoken still 12 hours left if you want to go vote um search hashtag smackmouth ff on on the twitter machine 49 votes a whopping 49 votes connor 69 percent good number on the side of the 2023 third yeah i mean anyone from the outside is going to pick the 2023 third instead of Jacoby Brissett, who's going to play this week five, another seven weeks, six weeks. Um, Before we go on to this next topic, you don't have to tell me who or any details. Just curious. uh, Are you currently in the midst of any trade talks with anyone in the league? Got any trades brewing? In the dynasty league? Yeah. I am not at the moment. No. Oh, no. Any talks quiet. I've had have stalled. Been pretty quiet. Yep. Come on, Dynasty League. Come on. I know you guys like to trade. Let's get it going. I've I've, I've sent a couple this past week. Don't make last, me don't past week don't make too, me but... reinstate the twenty four hour rule where you can steal trades from people. You don't like that? We're not going to talk about that. That's dumb. That's why my team sucks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've got something I need to get off my chest. So we're going to have our first Smack Talk segment of the year. Time for some Smack Talk. Why are you shaking your head like that? It's a good drop. Uh, It's a great drop. I'm just going to go on mute so I don't interrupt you. This puny little cameraman in kansas city that stepped in the way of Devonte adams needs to be squashed like a bug he is driving me crazy i hope you have seen the video 
because there's now a misdemeanor charge against Devontae Adams for him bumping into this guy. The guy gently fell. He gently fell onto the ground. And he, he popped right back up. And, oh, all of a sudden, he's got to be checked out by the medics. He apparently is like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. How dare I get pushed at a football game? I jumped out in front of a receiver who wasn't looking at me, and I got pushed out of the way. And now I'm just going to be money chasing, trying to get this guy suspended, trying to ruin the warmest regards repeat championship season by getting this guy suspended. Unbelievable. What a puny little, as Chaladji would say, pussyo. Camden cameraman I mean just terrible just terrible makes me want to punch the wall like Andy Bernard in the office are you done would you like to say anything else puny little camera okay. one for our listeners you deserve the right to hear the truth he did not bump into him it was a bump Devonte Adams, the guy, did pop out in front of him when Devonte Adams walked in the tunnel. You made it sound like he ran like a the jack field, in the whatever. box. Popped out hey, from like hey, a jack in the box. You had your time. You had your time. He was not on the field. Devonte Adams walked into the locker room after this. If you haven't seen it, you can ask Sean and he'll send the video for it to you. Um, but he did kind of pop up in front of him, and Devonte Adams two hand shoved him out of the way. I, I admit it wasn't hard one, but he's a strong man. I've been shoved harder by my five-year-old. I, <laughs> I I highly doubt that with your your son's uh, strength that oh, that I you. that I have ever felt. Uh, I know those those twigs might have some muscle behind them, but I think Devonte Adams got a little bit more power to him. Anyways, um, if you'd like to, we can get a poll going on if you are. Uh, our team cameraman or team Devonte Adams. Uh, I know one player in our league, uh, Mr. Baxter Rodman. Uh, he was he was busy tonight, or we would have had him on uh, to have a full debate. Uh, however, however, the formal formerly uh, Little Rippers has now changed his name to the Lil Cameraman Supporters. He's lost his damn so, mind. Uh, you all know how Baxter feels. Um, again, if if y'all, if the people want it, we can get Baxter on here next week, and he can at least have a little segment together where uh, the cameraman's at least uh, represented. Because right now it's just like you're you're punching a man; he's not looking at you. You know, I or, mean, or like, if he gets it's, it's like it's like you're week. shoving a guy that's not protected. You Give know? the guy it's a signed jersey and send him on his way. This is ridiculous. All right, ridiculous. If and if Devontae Adams is suspended, I'm without him for two weeks because this is a bye week. Awful. Uh, I'm going to, before we go into the week six breakdown, I'm going to go ahead and say cry me a river. Like I said earlier, whenever you scored 206 points, um, hey, I, I don't all I know feel is bad Connor, for you whatsoever. And you know this too. This is a resilient team. The Royal Mr. Guard's resilient. Only four wins last season, won the championship. We've already, we've already matched our win total from last year. I think we can overcome. It just pisses me off that we've got little plebeians uh, running around with camera equipment trying to take advantage of superior athletic beings and their wealth. It's unfortunate. It's disgusting. I do I do want to say, Sean, before you hit the button, uh, yeah, you, your team needs to watch out with complacency. I mean, I think they might get a little big-headed since they've already won as many games they did this year. So 
just saying, watch out for the back half of the year and just hopefully you get that first round by. It's the first round by, right? Yeah. We've got hopefully tough matchup. First... We've got a tough matchup coming up. Saying, Trying to keep the guys home. You get that first round by because you might be one of those teams that's like a two, three seed and knocked out first round. No, we're aiming for the complacency because we want to stay hot. We want to play week one in the playoffs. We don't want to. We don't want to get cold. Your players do play week one yep. in the playoffs, no matter what. Anyways, let's let's head to week six. Weekly breakdown. The first matchup is the warmest of guards at four and one, dealing with some bye week issues. The schnizzle, hopefully JT is healthy and running for my team. Against the Dirty South Spartans, that's a four and one against the three and two. The Spartans are hanging tough in the middle of the playoff race as the regards remained at the top of the Nompton division with a last second win in week five. Will the regards offer a warm welcome to interdivisional play for the Spartans? Or will the regards get the clean W, handing the Spartans a dirty L? Mm, nice. I will. I would like to mention John Taylor did not practice on Wednesday. I'm aware, but Wednesday's a rest day for veterans. Okay. I and just again, this is take it with a grain of salt. It's only Wednesday night when we're taking this. Uh, but Sean, your projected win one sixty seven to uh, one fifty three. Also, take a gander so. at who's in my tight end slot, if you will. Okay. Looking right now. Albert Oguebanon. <laughs> That's it, man. You tried to sell high on him. I remember that. I should have sold when Dylan offered me a third-round pick in the offseason. I was like, no, Russell Wilson's going to take him to the highest of highs. I'm holding on to him. Yeah, instead, Dylan went and traded for Travis Kelsey, and all he did was send away was Dawson Knox, basically. Anyways, uh, wow, I'm kind of – I don't know why I'm in the second position here, but uh, second matchup this week is the Fantasy Football Team 2-3 and three versus the Little Cameraman Supporters 3-2. and two. Both teams are fighting to stay relevant in this week's sixth matchup. Will the Little Cameraman Supporters get in the, F- in the Fantasy Football Team's way, or will the Fantasy Football Team shove them down and force both teams to accept a 500 record? That's pretty good. He kind um, right of now, walked right into that one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, right now, Baxter's projected to win 157 to 146. I also have some uh, bye weeks, and I'm unfortunately most likely going to have to play Allen Robinson this week. Nice. Not not might, I am. Especially it's a pretty, uh, it's a Michael pretty Thomas garbage. might not even play. It's a pretty garbage Thursday night game this week with the Bears mm-hmm. and the Commanders, so I don't imagine that a whole lot of points, fantasy points, will be scored on Thursday night. So I have some Sunday teams, matchups. I have some teams that have a lot of players playing Monday night. Well, who's in the my, Monday night uh, matchup? Broncos versus Chargers. Oh, yeah. In my uh, That's right. In my town league, I've got Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, and Gerald Everett. Are you playing all of them? <laughs> I, well, I don't know if Keenan Allen's going to be in there. Um, but, but most likely. Should I start Jimmy Garoppolo over Russell Wilson 
in a single quarterback league. Just a second. Let me see. G strings playing Atlanta. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I probably will. Oh. Next matchup is the replacements at one and four against Jamar Rule, two and three. Jamar is scoring plenty of points to remain in the playoffs despite their tough early season schedule. Will they continue to score lots of points or will they mourn the loss of their namesake, Matt Rule, and drop one to the replacements? Right now, Jamar Rule is projected to win 177 to 152. Next game on the slate is the three and two Nompton Bulldogs playing in the name of science, who is currently 0 and 5. Uh, again, they lost uh, Javante Williams lately. They ha- they're playing with Russell Wilson, so he wishes he had someone else to play. Did have Dak. <clears throat> oh, yeah, they did. So Russell's literally their only quarterback, I think. <clears throat> Waller. Anyways. Sucks. Huh? Waller's been sucking. Yep. The Bulldogs continue to show some. Show some bite as they move to three and two on the season, but in the name of science, can't seem to find any formula to propose to produce a win. Will in the name of science convert to Scientology in search for the answers, or will the Bulldogs eat those answers before they can be turned in? Oh, we kind of went to like a school thing, yeah, like dog eating the homework type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, the Lompton Bulldogs are projected to win by almost 60, uh, 163 to 106. Oof. Again. Uh, got a couple Raiders of on he's got, by. He's got Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs on by. So and Hunter Renfro, I think he has Hunter Renfro and Hunter Renfro. Also, Damian Pierce is on Ooh. by. Tough. Uh, next is the Soldier Fields against the Archive. Two and three against four and one. The Archive continues to stay close behind the leaders of the Science Never Sleeps division, but faces a Soldier Fields team that is better than their record shows. Are is are the archive is the archives storehouse full of W's, or will they show they have plenty of room for more? Yeah, that's all right. Um, right now the archive is projected to win by forty points, one seventy four to one thirty three. But again, these are uh, before the seat before the. Uh, it's a Wednesday night, so like she has Damian Harris in the lineup still, and she also has uh, Derek Carr uh, on by and stuff. So she can make a few ar- arrangements to try and get some more scoring up there. Last matchup of the of the of the week, Dilly Dilly gets another cakewalk. The grocery baggers one and four versus Dilly Dilly, who is five and zero. Oh. The baggers have returned to their losing ways and expect to continue them as they face the best team in the league. Will Dilly be silly and toy with the baggers, or will they put their sixth win in the bag? <laughs> so dumb. Bye weeks suck. <laughs> uh, we've got the Falcons, Saint. No, that's next week. Yeah, uh, next week. This week is the Raiders, the Titans, the Texans, and I think that's all. There should be four. You can't just have three. That's a good point. Oh, uh, Lions. Lions, yes. The fighting girths. Um, That's it for the Dynasty League. Connor, you ready to jump into D1? Yeah, let's, let's jump in real fast. 
Weekly Review. For a week five review of the D1 League, the top matchup was the 4-0 and oh, Kiss My Burrows against Team Rye Swain. Name your team. You suck. You're a coward. Kiss My Burrows squeaks out another one to stay undefeated. 126 to 113. Uh, Ryan Swain was up two with Waller and Juju playing on Monday night. Kiss My Burrow had CEH and MVS, the, the two abbreviated names from the Kansas City Chiefs going into Monday night and Ryan did have a 58% chance of winning but that clearly didn't happen as Waller went out early and Juju was well he did Juju things yeah MBS I I, because I remember looking I was like MBS why is she even playing him well a good call 100% I'm going back uh where are they this is good. There we go. Good oh. audio podcast. Oh, she she changed her name. Yes, oh, she did. She made, okay, we'll yep. talk about that in a few. Um, but MVS ended up with six catches, ninety yards for fifteen total points, which is very solid. Outscored uh, both Waller and Juju, which of course Waller's out, but. Uh, next, the I Kareem for TDs at three and one beat Chris, Christian Mingle uh, 177 to 129. So Christian Mingle falls to two and three. I Kareem for TDs at four and one. Broncos Country Let's Ride moves to three and two with a 142 to 117 victory over Mixing It Up, who now falls to three and two. CD's Nuts lost to its Allen the Hips, 148 to 132. Um, CD was down 38 going into Monday Night Football with Derek Carr yet to play. Only gave him a 2% chance to win. That's because he didn't win, losing by about 16 points. So CD's Nuts is now at 2-3, and three, along with its Allen the Hips, also 2-3. and three. Rona Riders, uh, and it played Reek and Destroy, and Reek was down 17. With Mahomes playing on Monday night, Rona had Kelsey and and Jacobs playing. Reek had an 8% chance of winning, and that proved to be smaller than that with how Kelsey and Jacobs played. Um, Rona wins at 117 to 169. Both teams now at 2-3. and And then Watson wax off. Lost to It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy. So It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy moves to 2-3. and Watson wax off to one and four free agency ads in d1 well let's do standings real quick before we do free agency ads we'll go all the way down the list shall we number one in the league is the artist formerly known as kiss my burrow five and oh eye cream for tds four and one mixing it up you're not gonna say her new name uh we'll get to it okay Mixing it up, Broncos country, let's ride. Both of them are at three and two. And then we have seven teams, seven teams at two and three. So we've got the Rona Riders from the dead to the five seed. Uh, then Reek and Destroy in the sixth seed. And then here is the rest of them. Christian Mingle, see these nuts. Uh, the artist formerly known as It's Alan the Hips. Team Ryan Swain, Coward Name Your Coward. Team. It ain't easy being cheesy and what's on wax off. So the bottom three 
Uh, two of the bottom three are still at two and three, tied with five other teams. And then Watson Wax Off is at one and four. On the bottom, just like Watson likes it. Yes. Loves the bottom play. Um we let's do some free agency. We did have two trades we're gonna talk about. Yep, free agency. Alec Pierce was the top uh fab getter with 27, had six other people. Uh Dylan's really trying to get off the bottom of that, uh trying to not get sent down to the D2. Uh he got he spent 27 on Alec Pierce. Sean, you're just behind at 21. Then we had three people all bid $11 as well, and then Katie with 10 Next, we had Taysom Hill. Sean didn't go all out. He he must like uh, P.J. Walker more. Sean only had $13 on Taysom Hill. Got him for 13 over 11 10 and 8 And then David Nelson got uh, DPJ for 12 He also got Dontrell Hilliard for 5 and DJ Dallas for 3 <laughs> And then T. Craig got P.J. Walker for two. That's more reasonable. Certainly is. And then, Sean, you you picked up Gigantor, Mo Alley-Cox for $0. And then just after that, uh, Antonio picked up Randall Cobb as well. And then shortly after that, someone was put on the block. And this is what kicked off the trades. Actually, it didn't kick it off. This, off is, this is the second trade. Yeah, you, yesterday. You kicked it off before. Yeah. Yesterday, Antonio but, put Ramondre Stevenson on the block, which I don't know. Did you reach out to him when he put him on the block? I'm oh, sure he got no, a, I didn't. No, I'm I sure didn't. He, it sounded like he got a decent amount of inquiries. He probably did. Yeah. But the trade ended up. I'm surprised being, this is what he went with. I sent him like five offers. <laughs> it's like, you I'm pick the one you like. <laughs> I'm still surprised you he picked this one. Uh, but it did end up being me. So I got Ramondre Stevenson. Antonio was looking for a two for one. He was up front with saying that pretty good trade tactic, telling you what you, what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Cause I was going to do like a two for two, but he felt like his team was not deep enough to compete. Uh, he is two and three in the mm. league. And so he was looking for more startable assets in exchange for Ramondre. So I got Ramondre Stevenson. He got AJ Dillon and George Pickens. And then that I would just like to point out, like both of these trades happen from people putting people on the trade block. Just because you put someone on the trade block doesn't mean you're trying to like sell sell them for cheap. It's just letting people know that you are able to list the offers. I feel like sometimes people think if someone's on the trade block, it's like, oh, they don't want them anymore. They'll take low ball. It's like, no, he's like he was up front. He said, I just need more depth. So good play by him putting people on the trade block and he got some action from it. Lots of action. So later, after this, after the Ramondre trade was accepted, which was this morning, we talked, we were talking last night and then got it done this morning. He put Josh Allen on the trade block, which I was really surprised to see. Obviously, the QB won by far. And then this evening, about 5 30 central time ish, 5 5 30, this trade came through where Katie, who is the number one team in the league at 5 and 0, receives Josh Allen sending away Joe Burrow and AJ Brown to Antonio. What do you think of this trade, Connor? Katie's team is not very good, but they are five and zero. It's hard. Just like Antonio says, like his team isn't very deep Mm -hmm. with bye weeks coming. It's very hard to give up a top 
15 receiver and a top 10 quarterback. I know you get Josh Allen back, but like you're losing a player, like a startable player every week. Um, I don't know. It feels feels a little feels a little rough in my. So point. Katie's other quarterbacks are Jimmy G and Jameis Winston. But I mean, her starting her starting receivers now are Ceedee Lamb, who obviously is great. But this week she's looking at playing KJ Osborne, Corey Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and MVS. So maybe she got hype off the MVS, getting 15 points, and thinks that's going to be a regular thing. He could he could end up being the go-to receiver for Pat Mahomes, the way Juju drops those balls. But oh. did you just hurt your back? No, I just kicked my desk. Oh, nice. Anyways, um, I don't think it's terrible. I'll I'll say that. No, I don't, I don't think, think it's so. absolutely terrible. Um, Generally, I think the Allen side wins, but in a league where you have to start ten players, I just I just don't think one. I don't think Josh Allen's going to keep it up this whole year. Like I don't think he's going to like right now. He's I think he's like a hundred points better th- or fifty points better than the. QB five or something, which is insane. I think it'll kind of even out there. Last year, even last year, he had a dud game or two. Um, let's see. Last year he had a nine point game, a nineteen, a thirteen, a twenty. So just some games where he might not do as well. I think it'll kind of even out. But overall, I think it was a pretty pretty fair trade. Not not really mad at either side. So this last Good job, trade. Katie, actually. With Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, you know, Katie's team was Kiss My Burrow, mm-hmm. namesake, now traded. Antonio's this team. Is, this is back to back year that she's Kiss My Burrow. Yeah. Antonio's team was It's Allen, It's Allen, the hips. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, now traded. Now, I suggested that maybe they just trade team names, but they didn't. So they both come up with new team names. And this is breaking news. This has happened since we've been on the podcast. Katie's oh, new is. team name is Alien Invasion. A- Alien Invasion. So yep. Alien Invasion, like Alien Invasion with Josh Allen's name in it. Not too bad. Hard to say. Um, Just and say then, it faster. Alien Invasion. Antonio's new name, previously it's Alan the Hips, is now the Brown Burrow. Which I don't is that a reference for something? I mean, do you know what burrows are also called? Yeah. I don't know. We can ask that's him. Racist. I mean that's pretty racist, he Antonio. He is Mexican, so he is brown. So I guess he does classify as brown. Yeah. So maybe he is, he is, he's a very, very light brown. So maybe he is the brown ass. From, from the one podcast that we did with him last year in your house before he moved away and then moved again. Uh, he seemed like a very light brown. Like a You call cappuccino. him a gringo? Nope, I'm just saying a cappuccino. Oh, tasty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would never offend uh, the people that serve our country. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you, Tanner, as well. Oh, thank you, Tanner. Good good to know. I apologize, Tanner. I have not thanked you before. Um... That's that's it. Good trades. Don't get too many yeah, trades. It I seems like, like activity. in redraft leagues. Um, so let's get into the week six breakdown for D1.
Weekly Breakdown. And Connor, you are a part of the premier matchup this week. Let's so ride. You go first. Let's ride. This is the Broncos country. Let's ride. Verse, kiss my bird. Oh, I apologize. Sorry. Alien Invasion, Yeah, uh, who's 5-0. and oh. So this is the number one team against the number four team, which is myself and Broncos country. Let's ride. So this is going to be a little dated. Again, this happened as we were filming. Um, however, true. <laughs> uh, we are not going to we're not going to take away from Sean's hard work. So we're going to act like the teams are still what they were before. <laughs> the Burrows are beating the teams in front of them, but it's only the sixth highest scoring team in the league. Broncos country is one of the few teams that has scored less by one point. Will the Burrows that mm, that is really is Allen the hips. Will the Burrows Will the Burrows that Joe. is really Allen the hips continue their undefeated season or a Broncos country show them that their hips do lie and provide them with their first loss. So you you because you told them to switch. Names. Yeah. That's where it came from. I, I did. I, I changed that one real fast before we started recording. Uh, and you're in the second all. matchup. Can't win them all. Second matchup. Yeah. Cream. I cream for TDs at four and one against Team Ryan Swain. Team. I cream showed their TDs to Kristen Mingle last week. Whoa. And, <laughs> and the cowards, <laughs> Team Ryan Swain, lost to the artist formerly known as the Burrows. Will. I Kareem continue to show their TDs or will team Rice Swain click that little gear, figure out how to name their team and then figure out how to win. Mm. Keep showing those TDs. <laughs> Everyone next loves a good is, set of TDs. Next is mixing it up versus it ain't easy being cheesy. Mixing it up is now one and two in their last three after starting hot at two and oh. Well, it ain't easy being cheesy is the opposite, going two and one in their last three. Which trend will continue? Mixing it up, cooling off, or cheesy warming up? I like warm cheese. I love cheese in general. It's great. Uh, next is CD's Nuts and the Rona Riders, both teams at two and three. Both teams are looking to get back to 500, but Rona has to be the favorite after quickly increasing their numbers like COVID-19 did in March of 2020. <laughs> will Rona continue to run through the league or will CD show that believing in Rona is nuts? Nice. Well, Connie, uh, you always get, you always get the always Watson do. wax off. Uh, Watson wax off one and four versus Reek and Destroy. Some of the bottom teams are believed. Actually, Reek and Destroy is the highest, highest scoring team. Let me... Let me get in there. Okay. Reek and you're, destroy. You're welcome to get in there. Watson wipes off. Reek, and Reek was the third highest scoring team in week five, but they were infected by Rona. Watson walks off, however, remains in their private room of misery with their one and four record. Will Reek and destroy leave them at the bottom of the league? Or will they do what Watson wipes off really wants, wants and join them in the bottom? After this, let's go to Christian Mingle, Sean. Yeah. So, well, we can, is Reek and Destroy going to join What's On Wax Off in the bottom? Christian Mingle 
at two and three against now the Brown Burrows also at two and three with both teams in the two and three club. They are seeking a spark to improve their performance and standing. Will Christian mingle rise from their two and three grave, like our great Lord and savior, or will <laughs> the Brown Burrows make like a Roman and murder their hopes? Oh man. <laughs> Well, that's one way to spread the gospel and the in the news of our Lord Jesus Christ and what happened to him. Um, I mean, he was murdered. Yeah, our sins. Yeah, there you go. That that brings it full circle. Let's let's just touch on D two real quick. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want me to go? Oh, I thought you were going to hit the drop for the week five, like a recap. Uh, I haven't been doing it for D2, but oh, here you go, okay, guys. Then, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. You, no, okay. here it is. Third time to charm for this. this uh... Sorry, I, try, I, tried, I tried to tee you up for it. I just tried to tee you up for it, and I forgot the D2 is not worthy at all. Not really. Anyways, top scores. I feel like this is every week with big, big, Sean, can you say the name? You big the Digs Energy. There we go. Top scores, Big Digs Energy, Katrina, and then the next one, Sean. Get the MF. <laughs> if y'all, I'm not, I'm not a huge proponent of y'all coming to watch us because I think it's a little weird for us. But go to this part and watch it. <laughs> what this is probably like around an hour or so. Go to yeah. this part and and watch Sean's like stuttering. Anyways, uh, Jake and then Sanders Cook. We eaten. Cairo TX or the top scorers Kiro. of the week. Kiro, sorry, I apologize. Uh, lowest score, this guy's a bum. Tour 23, absolutely a bum because he had an empty flex spot in his starting lineup. Just absolutely didn't play somebody in a flex spot. He could have picked anybody on his bench and had an empty spot in his lineup. Mm. That's, he, might uh... be, he might be kicked out of the league just for that at the end of the season i, I think that's definitely a, a warning for sure um is he the one that's on a honeymoon i have zero idea one Anyways, of the tours. bad beat of the week tour 24 was down 28 with mahomes and waller playing on monday night mahomes scored 38 waller zero to beat chalavi mm, that's tough for chalavi and then the other bad beat, Ric Flair was down 90 to 124. So that's 34 points with Carr and Kelsey on Monday Night Football. Where Jace had Juju. Might even out. No. Carr ended up with 22 points. Kelsey scored 39. Jace went from leading by 34 to losing by 21. That sucks. <laughs> that one hurts real bad. Standings in this league not nearly as condensed as they are in D1 because D1 we had seven, two, and three teams. Well, here we've got one undefeated team at five and zero. Oh, that is uh, your boy, Zay. Yes, sir. Attack. Let's go, we've Zay. Got, Keep it up. We've got three at four and one. Big digs, energy, truffle shuffles. Get the MFF. Get the and quote name your team unquote two or twenty four. Or there's three and the three, four, and one teams. Name your team is the only three and two team. They're the five seed. And then we've got three, two, and three teams Papa, Groot, and Jam Prout. Wrapping up the bottom, 
Sanders Cooks, we eat in Team Chalavi, Male Hail Murray, not Male Hurry, and D2, this guy sucks. That's Jace, uh, all at one and four at the bottom of the league. However, uh, interesting, Kiro's one and four, mm-hmm. but they are the fourth highest scoring team in the league. Yep, fourth highest scoring team. Just been so, lucky. Fourth highest scoring team. Let's see. I mean, yeah, I think they have the third most points against them or fourth. So, anyways, uh, Big Digs Energy, uh, 109 or 891 points scored this so far this season. Yeah, very impressive. Boss lady. Uh, yep. Rick Flair, Truffle Shufflers over there with 843. And then the only other team with eight, 800 is Zay uh, and Dak Attack, who does not have Dak on his team, uh, has 808 points. Zay, you're crushing it. Keep doing work. Uh, speaking of that, looking at week six, we do have the number one and number two teams facing off Dak Attack and Big Digs Energy. Didn't we have this? Wasn't it? Because I, I want to say two weeks ago, it was Dak Attack versus Truffle Shufflers as the one and two matchup. Yeah, you might be right. So Zay's just, but now Zay's number one. And then we also have the 11 and 12 teams facing off with Jace in Tour 23, who has been officially warned to not have an empty spot in his starting lineup. I would like to say, again, this is first week of uh, of buys, so it looks like Zay still has someone in buys in his lineup, so he's going to have to do some maneuvering. But right now it's uh, Katrina's favored to win 149 to 144 for Zay. So, But Zay has Josh Jacobs um, on buy in his lineup, so we've got to make a couple changes. But Yeah, Katrina's e- dealing even with the... bye weeks issues, so she has... Yep does not have a quarterback in Superflex and has Hawkinson and Damian Pierce on by as well. Don't worry, she's got Taysom Hill starting. Not um may not be on the other hand, idea. on the other hand, let's see. Zay should be able to throw in uh oh oof. Looks like he's gonna throw in Khalil Herbert for his uh running back two position, looks like you so. better do that tomorrow. Could be oh, could be a little tough, but the eleven twelve matchup that you mentioned, um, one fifty one to one fifty one to one forty eight. I mean, it's got some points. They must have late buys. Anyways, let's go on to the pirate league. Yeah, my team sucks. Yar, mighty I'm three and seven. Oh, that was the, the jolly that Aaron Roger. I, uh, I I went to the uh, big booty keeper league. Mm-hmm. And I because that showed that I was four and one and it showed that you were five and oh and I was like, whoa, I didn't think that one two matchup in that league this week. Anyways, pirate league. Are we go. playing each other? Yep. And got some body issues in it. No, your opponent. Um yes, so the week five point treasure was eight point rushing touchdowns, so two point bonus. The top five scores on the week were Josh Allen, who didn't have a rush touchdown. Taysom Hill, who had three rush touchdowns. <laughs> That's an extra six points for Taysom. Mahomes didn't have a rushing touchdown. Eckler had one. And Lenny uh, dumps like a truck. One rush touchdown <laughs> as well. That is good. And so, I mean, the eight-point rushing touchdown doesn't affect scoring a whole lot. Looking at the standings, F-Baller's bum remains at the top. We didn't mention him last week because he was being a little snippy. But Queen Anne's Revenge is by far at the top. They're the only 10-0 team. 
the highest scoring team in the league, 895 points. Uh, Antonio, Team Mexican win. Name your team. I don't get it. You, you changed your name in D1. Go ahead and change your name in the Pirate League, Antonio. He is the newcomer at 9-1. and one. We've got Ship Ahoy and Kiro at 6-4. and four. Davy Jones, Pirate Peach at 6-4. and four. That's Papa J-Lop. And then the 5-6 and six seeds are tied at 5-5 five and five with Shiver Me Timbers and Katrina and Baby Faced Assassins. That's Dylan. Uh, the bottom of the league is you, Connor, me, Chalavi. Hey, hey, you Katie. skipped Baxter's five and five also, so trying to get in the playoff push. And then Jake is four and six, same exact score as me, just scored three more points. That's right. And I would just like to point out, I've been beating the people in front of me, just not the median. I've won three of the five weeks. I just That's haven't good. beaten the median, so – this is true. Yeah. So obviously, F Baller's bum has not lost 10 and 0. And F Baller's bum has 50 points less against himself, like points against than anyone else. Yeah. Must be nice. Must Queen be nice. Anne. Um, Antonio also has not lost a matchup, but in week two, they did not beat the league median. So oh. they are nine and one. Um, Kiro has won three matchups in a row as well as beating the median so in the last three weeks he's six and oh he started out oh and four now he's six and four that's impressive yes and then katie been terrible chalavi is trying to make a comeback he's won two matchups in a row but did not meet the median so that's where he got his two wins mm. so he has gotten to make some steals recently i don't see who did he get this week Oh boy, let's see. Chalavi got Chalavi got Carson Wentz in exchange for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that no, was... that's false. I think. Yeah, I think that was last week. Maybe. Or no, I got this colored wrong. I think Chalavi no. actually beat the median this last week, but didn't win the matchup. Yes, I've got this colored wrong. I'm a little spreadsheet. You don't see color. Well, I see lots of color when I do spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. But yes, Antonio took Carson, took Jimmy Garoppolo in exchange for Carson Wentz because he believes that turd is dropping soon. Mm-hmm. That turd Hanging being up Carson there. Wentz. Yep. Any other notable swapskis this week? Um. Baxter took um, Damian Harris and sent away Naheem Hines. I got, which that's that's what you're talking about. Damian Harris is injured, but Naheem Hines is also injured. But Damian Harris, there's IR. I got Cortland Sutton and sent back uh, Josh Reynolds, who's on a bye this week. And then... Uh, uh, ooh, here's a bad one. You, yep. What Pittman, about yours? Jake receives Michael Pittman, sends away Tyler Boyd. And then I continue to be a part of the worst ones, it seems like, where I had to send away Dallas Goddard and received TJ Hawkinson, who is on a bye. And so your man. That's your man. So if for those of you keeping track at home, I've traded down at the beginning of the season from Mark Andrews to now TJ Hawkinson. Yay me. Mm. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. 
Uh, week six treasure is one point per completion. So back to favoring the quarterbacks. And let's take a look quickly at the matchups. See if we got any highlights. We do have the one and two this week. We've got Queen Anne's Revenge against Team Mexican Win. We'll see which pirate is better in that matchup. Right now, Queen Anne's Revenge is favored to win by 20. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, so top I have two not teams. not the scoring over yet either. So it's a good point. So it's per completion, right? I can do it right so, now. So that will actually. Um, I'm going to run through these top two teams just so people can see how winning has helped their teams. Right now, number one seed is Patrick Mahomes, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Waddle, Dallas Goddard, Alan Lazard, Kenneth Walker. Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, and Justin Herbert on the bench. He's got Cousins, Zeke, and Kirk Cousin, or sorry, Christian Kirk for the number two seed. It is he's got Jimmy G, Leonard Fournette, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, Chris Godwin, Clyde Edwards Alaire, Drake London, Nick Chubb, and Mac Jones on the bench. He's got Derek Carr, Gallup, and Garrett Wilson. So after now, changing the sto- scoring. Yep. F Baller's bum is still favored by is that 30, 30 points? Yep. Um, just for an idea, Patrick Mahomes is projected to have 53 points this week. Yep. Playing against Buffalo, so it could be a, a lot of passing. This could turn ugly for Antonio, too, if Mac Jones is ruled out. <laughs> Either he's going to have to go pick up a quarterback or play one of Garrett Wilson or Michael Gallup in the Superflex. Yeah, I mean, I get I'm well, I'm assuming you picked up PJ Walker in this league as well. Uh, false. Oh. There are two starting quarterbacks out there, Zach Wilson and PJ Walker. Yep. So uh that did substantially raise the the scores as well. So it looked like I think it raised the scores by about 40 to 50 points each. Obviously based on who your quarterbacks are. So That is it for the Pirate League. <clears throat> Anything else before we move on to Papa Jokes? Uh, nope, I think I'm good. Uh, please go watch us on Spotify, rate and review. Say anything you want in the review, just as long as you give us five stars. Yep, It'll help us uh, gain a bunch of listeners that don't want to hear us talk about leagues they're not in. <laughs> um, let me pull up my Papa Jokes. See how bad do we want to go today? How bad do we want to go? You know, Connor, the uh, TCU Horn Frogs have been doing pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what does a horny frog say? Rub it. <laughs> Rub it. <laughs> oh wow. Um. Uh, did you know that French fries weren't cooked in France? No. They were cooked in Greece. Ah, nice. Also, did you hear? They aren't making 12-inch rulers any longer? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. As they should not. I've got a good um, Halloween joke, but I'm going to save it for a couple weeks. Uh, where does bread rise? In the uh, yeast? 
in the yeast. Yeah, I, I get it. I think that's all I get. Like the yeast, but yeast because yeast is what makes the bread rise. But yeah, also I mean, sounds I know. like we, a direction. I know we we made we made some bread late. Or yeah, it's just that wasn't. I thought it was um, decent. Although talking about food, I started telling everyone about the benefits of eating dried grapes. You know, it's all about raising awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good news. I found a concert I want to go to that is only 45 cents. 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> you see that uh, one coming? I've heard it before, yeah. No. Uh, do you know the guy that invented the knock-knock joke? He won the no he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. I, I, um, it, yeah. I got one more and then I'm done. I've got I've got a doozy for you. Uh, what's the difference between Usain Bolt and Hitler? I don't know. Usain Bolt finished the races. <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that one sean's going from jesus at the beginning of the show to jesus dying for our sins in the middle of the show or to the <laughs> romans killing him in the middle of the show and now ending it with with hitler so um if you if you want to take to talk to our hr team uh reach out to me personally and i'll give you uh their number or you can email us at smackmouthfootball at gmail.com that's it have a good uh, good luck with your bye weeks this week uh, hope you lose to us if you're playing us. Connor, look forward to beating you in the big booty. Peace.